Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. And welcome. It is Devious Motives. I am Brett Whittable. This is episode number four, if you can believe that. We're already in episode number four, taking a look at the ebbs and the flows of the uh, 2022 election and all the movement that's happened. Now, remember, about a week ago where we were, we were uh, uh, staring down at that horrible hellstorm called uh, Hurricane Ian. And it was uh, beginning to uh, lash the United States of America after doing damage in Cuba and, and out at the, uh, in the Caribbean. But, but we now are starting to see a couple things that I think are awfully interesting. And I want to start with uh, the notion of presidential cachet. Uh, admittedly, you know, I, I have my political leanings. I have my political opinions, all that sort of stuff. But I am, uh, I'm doing my absolute level best, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it giving you sort of a sense of the analysis that's happening inside this uh, this presidential election, uh, presidential election. Well, it really is. I mean, let's be honest. It, it is a the 24 is going to be right around the corner. The 22 is a is a proxy. It's a scrimmage. Uh, it's a preseason for the 24 election. You know that and I know that perfectly well. In fact, I'll be talking about the blending of those topics here uh, over the course of this program. Also, a huge ruling coming out on uh on DACA, not a not a good ruling for the uh, for the White House, and it was an opportunity for the president once again to bare his teeth at the quote MAGA Republicans, whatever. I don't even know what we're doing with the MAGA Republicans thing. Uh, it's, it's been established that uh, people who supported Donald Trump uh, believed in making America great again, and and somehow the MAGA Republicans thing, the making America great again Republicans, is his pejorative in the in the mind of the president. But that's that's something for another day. Let's go down to um, Fort Myers in Florida. Let's remember what we saw take place yesterday. You saw the president, the first lady. You saw the uh, governor and the first lady of the state of Florida, right? The DeSantis's and the Bidens's. And yes, along the way, we heard Joe Biden go Joe Biden with the mayor down there saying that nobody blanks with a Biden. I, I, I don't even have commentary on that. I'm uh, literally just... It's like, ugh, why? I don't know. Okay. So we have a situation here where the roles are reversed. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at any of the Air Force One logs and you compare the Air Force One logs in this election cycle to the last cycle of Donald Trump and to the last cycle of Barack Obama, you would see something very, very specific being revealed. And what it is is, People basically don't want Joe Biden coming into campaign for them if they are members of the House or the Senate. It's, it's just a fact. You know this. I know this. You've heard this reporting going on for the better part of, of the last like six or eight weeks after he uh, made his announcement about the student loan forgiveness and the CHIPS Act and the IRA and all that kind of stuff. The IRA, not the 
not the Irish Republican Army, of course, but the IRA, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is really just a cipher for the uh, climate change bill that he wanted to put through. But here's the deal. You're not seeing Joe Biden getting out there. I mean, we're only like 25 days away from the election and you're really not seeing him work it. He went down to he, he went down to Puerto Rico. Then he went down to uh, South Southwest Florida. But he had to do that because of the disaster aid that he was going to be responsible for for shoveling around. So what do we got? Here's what we got. And I think it's interesting. You've got him going in to meet with Ron DeSantis and everybody's trying to talk about it like it's going to be a steel cage death match. Who's going to emerge supreme? Who's going to be the tough guy who's going to survive the test of time? You know, all that kind of like stuff, right? Well, he goes down there and what do you get? You get a moment where Ron DeSantis is standing behind the podium that's actually got the presidential seal on it. You, you actually have kind of detente between these two. You have detente between... DeSantis and Biden. DeSantis is being charming with the Jill Biden. They're they're walking, they're talking, they're they're having a conversation. And in a very weird way, DeSantis, a guy like DeSantis is about the only guy that Biden can go be seen with because it won't tank his numbers. It won't tank DeSantis's numbers, right? His voters are going to be like, hey, the president came in, they gave us money, we're going to rebuild. And, and for Biden, you kind of get excuses on cable news channels where they get to say, hey, see, he is bipartisan. He's not vicious and terrible like Donald J. Trump. He's a he's a good guy and uh, he's helping out the people of Florida. Right. I mean, you see how this is kind of working out now. Now, here's where it gets really twisty crazy. I'm going to let you hear three different clips right here. OK, uh, the three different clips, I think, are hugely important. Uh, the first clip is Joe Biden having to go down there. And take a knee at the altar of the greenies, the greenie weenies, the greenie weenies are the people that believe climate change is responsible for everything from your children's failing grade in spelling uh, all the way out to uh, to hurricanes that we've had on this planet since the dawn of time. I'm assuming I wasn't here then. Joe Biden was. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Got to talk about the climate change. Then we got to kind of smooth it over and try to be bipart. That's right. President Biden is going a little bipart first, first, as you'd expect, the homage to AOC and King Bernie the first and climate change. Here's this. Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But, folks, I also want to uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers. OK, I like this. I like this. This is uh, this is being a president of the United States for all the people, not just the not just the people that hate the MAGA people. This is kind of a good move. This is a good move for the president. Uh, please don't get upset if you're a conservative and you're saying, bro, what are you sucking up to Biden for? No, no, I'm pointing out the strategy and the tactics. Here, OK, so he says uh, climate change is a thing and it's serious and it's real. And that's not even what the debate is about. Nobody doubts that the climate has changed. The climate is changing. Uh, things are not static. It is not a piece of cement sitting in the corner that never changes until you smash it or do something to it. Okay. Uh, nobody, nobody doubts, nobody doubts the climate changes. It's hot. It's cold. It's windy. It's wet. It's rainy. It's droughty. It's all those sorts of things. Right. Okay. Got it. The question is whether or not the United States pay taxpayer paying taxes to King Bernie, the first and uh, queen uh, AOC and uh, the UN who owns the science, um, whether or not that will do a, a, a whit of good uh, to, to try to somehow save the climate. But, I don't want to get into that because I really don't care 
uh, about that particular debate. We're trying to do a political analysis here. The political analysis is Joe Biden goes to a guy who, you know, it's been hyped. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be steel cage death match. It's going to be all that kind of stuff. It was none of that. He came and he said, okay, our condolences and we uh, appreciate you people and you guys and this and that and the other thing. And he even attempted to be the president of all the people. Did, did you notice this? That he tried to be the president of all the people. Check it out. We're one of the few nations in the world that on a basis of a crisis we face, we're the only nation that comes out of it better than we went into it. And that's what we're going to do this time around. Come out of it better because we're, this is the United States of America. And I emphasize United. Even more so than the insurrectionists, even more, even more of that. Listen, I'm not trying to be not trying to be a wise guy. I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not making fun of the president. My point is this, man, he slung a lot of mud earlier in the in the uh, in the summer. That big speech in Philadelphia did, I think, lasting damage, uh, not 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 just to, I think, his efforts, but I think it did lasting damage. Uh, to to the republic i also think it did lasting damage to anything that would ap- appear to be i mean at least on the on the most basic level um a bipartisanship or anything like that but here's the deal joe biden go back to that original point i raised with you just a few moments ago about the 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 not showing up not showing up around the country to campaign not being part of the campaigning that you would hope uh, according to the the records of his flights, nobody's hanging out with Joe. And you've actually seen just in these last number of weeks, people who were asked the question as a campaign question. Hey, are you uh, are you going to be OK with Joe Biden running in 2024? Oh, so far down the road, we don't want to answer that question. Right. That was Cory Bush. That was a number of other people. And then the question became, are you, are you OK? Uh, people coming in and campaigning, uh, Joe Biden coming in and campaigning in your district. Would you be well? And Mark Kelly, you know, who's up in a, a fist fight with Blake Masters out in Arizona. He comes out and he says, well, I mean, he could totally show up if he wants. I, mean, I might not be here. What do you mean you're not going to be here? Well, I, mean, I might be working in Washington, D.C., doing the people's business. That might be what I might be doing. So I might not be around for him. But he's, he's welcome to come to Arizona. Arizona's a great country, a great state. Total dodge, right? Total dodge. Tim Ryan was another one of these guys. He's running against J.D. Vance in Ohio. And he, he's been out there on the campaign trail uh, avoiding uh, Joe Biden and uh, him and his legacy and his plan like you would. I mean, I don't know. Scurvy? The ships Act landed the Intel project. Going to be a $100 billion investment by uh, Intel and other companies. Average wage there, $135,000 a year. We're building electric trucks, electric cars, electric tractors, battery plants, solar panels. The announcements right after the Inflation Reduction Act have been unbelievable. And that's the next generation of manufacturing that we're doing right here in Ohio. That's huge. That is huge. What do you mean, Brett? Why? Oh, you'll find out straight ahead. As we go into part two of this analysis, I am Brett Witterbull. It is Devious Motives. More after this. When last we were breaking down the conversation about this upcoming election 
and this is this is some serious analysis, folks. I'm not I'm not being a wise guy at all. Welcome back. It is Devious Motives, and I am Brett Witterbull. This is season three, episode four, uh, and it's incredible to see sort of the the jujitsu, the political jujitsu, if I can use that phrase, uh, in in this campaign cycle. So you just heard from Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan said not three weeks ago, not three weeks ago on a local show there in the state of Ohio. Oh, we need, we need younger leadership. We need leadership. They asked him about whether or not uh, Biden should run for office again in 2024. And his answer was, well, we need we need younger leadership. We need new leadership. We, we need new blood out there. That's what's that's what I'm all about. That's why I'm running for this position to be the senator uh, here in the uh, state of uh, Ohio. In fact, I, I, I am now going to applaud. I am now going to applaud. Okay, wait, let's, let's let you hear this again because you got to hear this right in context, all right? Listen to all the great stuff that we've done. We, Democrat, we, the people of Ohio, we've done. No mention of Biden. No mention of Biden at all. Listen, listen to the clip. Listen very carefully. The CHIPS Act landed the Intel project, going to be a $100 billion investment by uh, Intel and other companies. Average wage there, $135,000 a year. We're building electric trucks, electric cars, electric tractors, battery plants, solar panels. The announcements right after the Inflation Reduction Act have been unbelievable. And that's the next generation of manufacturing that we're doing right here in Ohio. Who? who? We? Is that a mouse in your pocket? What do you mean, we? In fact, the clip is is actually much, much longer. And for the interest of brevity, I didn't want to play the entirety of it. But there is a part in the very beginning where he says, uh, Rob Portman worked really hard to get this stuff done. This is really unbelievable. And we're just trying to... He doesn't mention President Biden. I'm not making fun of him. It's a strategy, right? It's a, it's a tactic. It's a tactic that he's using. So he acts like somehow... CHIPS Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, and we could debate these um, whether or not they're good or not. But he doesn't even want to give credit to the guy that got it pushed through and passed with flim-flamming and zigzagging and all that stuff. He's supposed to be like, oh, this just happened. This just, just did miraculous. We all woke up one morning and we had CHIPS Act opportunities. So what does this tell you? What does this tell you? It should tell you that uh, Joe Biden is a liability out on the campaign trail. Even all that stuff that Tim Ryan just talked about. Uh, free stuff and manufacturing and chips and uh, IRA and all this stuff. And it, it's a liability out on the campaign trail because what's happening simultaneously? Insane inflation. Gas prices are going back up based on the policies by the administration deciding that they would cut off Keystone XL and would and would pivot. I mean, pivot in a huge way to uh, renewables. I mean, it's it's really that simple. Here, let me let me give you an example of how if this person were running against Tim Ryan, he could he could just kneecap Tim Ryan. And this is a person who's a senator now. He is Tom Cotton. He's down in Arkansas. He's not in Ohio. He's not even in a neighboring state. But Tom Cotton is going to articulate the exact sort of phraseology you would expect Tim Ryan to face against J.D. Vance. I, I, J.D. Vance is running his own kind of campaign. Um, I'm not 
you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to critique what he's trying to do. I mean, I would critique what he's trying to do, but he's not very visible. He just seems to be getting into spats w- with Ryan here and there. But here's Tom Cotton, who is a very accomplished politician, and um, it makes the case this way. It's because Joe Biden and progressive Democrats want gas to be that expensive. They want you to get out of your gas-guzzling SUV or minivan. They want farmers to have to stop using diesel for tractors and other farm instruments. They think that you're going to be able to replace all these things with electric vehicles, which, by the way, really are coal-powered or natural gas-powered or nuclear-powered vehicles because the electricity has to come from somewhere, and it doesn't come from the sun when it's not shining or the wind when it's not blowing. And At root, Laura, what this really is just gets back to the far left's anti-capitalist views. Now, that's an interesting take. It's an interesting take because he's just basically calling the Democrats a bunch of socialists who don't want to see you have available energy. And who does that hurt the most? That doesn't hurt the elites on the coast. It hurts the people who actually get up and go to work every day. He's not making that attack. He's not throwing that broadside at at Tim Ryan. But that's the kind of argument you're going to get on the ground in Ohio. Hey, Chips Act, great. IRA, terrible. Green New Deal, terrible. Socialism, awful. Worst thing ever. Uh, Oh, by the way, why are you making gas expensive? Why is inflation still an issue? Why are you begging for oil from the Venezuelans? This is is like the way this battle is going to go until Election Day. And, And now you factor in something else. You factor in something else. Hypocrisy on defund the police. Ron Johnson is taking on a guy named Mandela Barnes uh, there in the state of Wisconsin. And Mandela Barnes has been accused of using uh, uh, the state police essentially as chauffeurs there in Wisconsin. And here is Ron Johnson going right for the hypocrisy right there. Use the state patrol over six hundred thousand dollars. It cost uh, through, I think, last November, 13 and a half hours per day, seven days a week. 365 days a year. So so this is somebody who wants to defund police. He's hostile to law enforcement. And yet he's happy to use them as his per- personal chauffeur, chauffeur service uh, all around the state. Now, why, why is that a huge hammer shot from Johnson? Very easy to understand. No problem at all. We have in our memory, it's not even been a year since the Christmas parade rampage that took place there in, uh, in Wisconsin. And that person that committed that atrocity in Wisconsin uh, did what? Was out on low bail, cheap bail, don't worry about it, we got you covered, all that kind of stuff. So you've got Joe Biden safely campaigning down in Florida. You've got Joe Biden not being able to campaign in the Midwestern states with Tim Ryan. Uh, Ron Johnson is, is going after Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin. And so what's happening? This race is going back to where it was even before Biden passed those different acts. Those different acts were going to mobilize his base. But, right, you got you got uh, spending, climate change, uh, all, all that stuff. You've got, though, you've got, though, the Republicans still intact in the argument right now because they're talking about, hey, give us cheap gas. Don't go to Venezuela for oil. Don't go to the Saudis and the Russians for oil. Uh, Defund the police, unsafe streets, you name it. It's all that sort of stuff. And so what do we have now functioning in this debate? We have we have the Democrats now going to some dynamic shots that they're coming at the Republicans with. 
You just saw Herschel Walker. We don't know how that abortion allegation is going to work out for Herschel Walker. We don't know what's going to happen there. But in the same state as Herschel Walker, you have Stacey Abrams. And Stacey Abrams is running for the governorship. She sat down with CBS News just yesterday and was confronted about never acknowledging that she lost that race in Georgia. She says, that's not the case. I conceded. I'm on the record as conceding. But then she got into disenfranchisement of voters. I have always acknowledged the outcome of elections. And what is deeply concerning to me is the conflation of access to the right to vote and the outcome of elections. I have never challenged the outcome of the election. In my speech on, on November 16th, I clearly stated that he was the victor. And any time I've discussed the outcome, it has always been in the context of what we were able to generate among voters who are used to not being considered a part of the process. But my fight will always be about access. I know that heading into the 2022 election, there are new barriers that have been put in place, that there are senior citizens and disabled voters who are facing a much more difficult time getting access to absentee ballot applications. And so here, here we are now. Here we are present and watching what it is that's happening in this country. And you've got what they call the regression to the mean. Uh, it doesn't mean somebody who's not nice. It means the regression to the mean. You're always going to regress to your average, your own personal average. Politics has that same thing. Unless you get a black swan event, black swan, 9-11, uh, COVID, uh, suddenly, God forbid, Putin shoots a nuke at uh, Ukraine. Uh, otherwise, the issues that are going to be fought are pretty much known well in advance. The one thing we haven't talked about, though, is the border. The border is a huge issue, and it's an issue that's looming large. And, and the, the Republicans were fortunate enough to get a small win yesterday. So that would have been on Wednesday. They, they got a small win on Wednesday. As uh, On Wednesday, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed a lower court ruling against the program that said current enrollees could renew their status. This is the DACA, the DACA decision. Reuters noted the decision is a mixed one for Biden, who wanted a permanent pathway to citizenship for program recipients known as the Dreamers. Remember, that was that program they just kind of concocted back under Obama-Biden, and it's sort of been hanging on by a thread. Well, what happened there was we have no clarity, no specificity as it relates to managing our border affairs. The border is still effectively wide open. We all know that to be the case. But after that decision, after that visit he made to see uh, to see DeSantis in Florida, what does Joe Biden do? He regresses back to the mean. He starts blasting MAGA Republicans as you know, racist, uh, hateful, xenophobic, all those sorts of lines. And what does he then do? He kind of unmakes all the goodwill he's tried to make looking presidential, going to see these disaster sites. And still, 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 like Tim Ryan, these candidates don't want to credit Joe Biden for any of the stuff that's been done. Corinne Jean-Pierre, people in the administration, they'll credit him for stuff that's been done, but they're not up for a vote. Their jobs are safe. People that are going to uh, be in the, uh, in the sights of the cannons come Election Day and in the weeks before Election Day, they're the ones that are going to have to bear this barrage, and they're going to be the ones that are going to have to suffer for the uh, political sins of the current administration. You know what's incredible about this? I didn't even mention Bobolinsky because I don't even have to mention Bobolinsky. This is all about tactics and technique. And now you understand what you're seeing.
If you have any questions, send me an email. Brett at BrettWinterbull.com. Brett at BrettWinterbull.com. I am Brett Witterbull. It is Devious Motives, Season 3, Episode 4. Can't wait for Episode 5 coming up next. I'll talk to you next time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.